Well, good evening. Um, hope everyone has had a, a good uh, week. Um, hope the Lord has uh, been glorified in all that we do. Um, I do uh, hope that you all are uh, safe and, and warm and the Lord's blessings are, are upon you today. Um, this w- evening we'll um, look at a topic uh, in Luke chapter 22, verses uh, 13 and 25 is the, the verses that we'll look at. I guess if this message had a, had a title, it would be, What Manner of Blindness Affects Us? And of course, we'll start in Luke chapter 22, verses uh, 13 there. Is our starting point. Excuse me, 23. Luke 23 and 13. It says, And Pilate, when he called together the chief priests and the rulers and the people, said unto them, Ye have brought uh, this man unto me as one that perverteth the people, and behold, I have examined him before you, and have found no fault in this, in this man touching those things whereof ye accuse him. Nor, no, nor yet Herod, for I sent you to him, and lo, nothing worthy of death is done unto him. I will therefore chastise him and release him, for of the necessity he must release one unto them at the feast. And they cried out all at once, saying, Away with this man, and release unto us Barabbas who for a certain sedition made it uh, in the city and for murder was cast into prison. Pilate, therefore willing to release Jesus, spake again unto them, but they cried, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. And he said unto them the third time, Why, what evil hath he done? I have found no cause of death in him, and I will therefore chastise him and let him go. And they were instant with loud voice, requiring that he might be crucified, and the voices of them of the chief priests prevailed. And Pilate gave sentence that it should be as they required. And he released unto him that for sedition and murder was cast into prison of whom they had desired, but he delivered Jesus to their will. So in this particular passage of scripture, you we find uh, Pilate, passing sentence or, or lack the lack thereof uh, before the Jews. Jesus was found, uh, according to the scripture, found not, not worthy of death, but uh, his countrymen that gathered together sought his punishment to be death. I suppose as to squash any further what uh, rebellion that they perceived against the law. These men were blinded by the law and the traditions which, which they held to, which were not scriptural in context. How many of us, seeing this, put thought to our own observances and whether we are in step with the scripture or not? Now, I'll say this also, um, as I have some discussion I've had, is that... Um, some observances, some things that we do have um, are good and some are not so good if they detract from our service to God or they detract from the things that we are to do while serving the Lord. Knowing that, uh, that <clears throat> knowing this, that not all things are profitable in our service to the Lord. Some can distract us 
or dis- or disorient us or even impair us from from what God intended in his service. So let's look at John chapter 14. Excuse me, verse, we'll, we'll do John chapter 13. John chapter 13. We'll start in verse 31 there. It says, there, Therefore, when he has gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God be glorified in him, God shall also glorify him in himself, and shall straightway glorify him. Little children, yet a little while I am with you, and ye shall seek me. And as I said unto the Jews, whither I go, ye cannot come. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that also love one another. But this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye love one, one, one to another. Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, whither thou goest thou? Jesus answered him, saying, Whither I go, thou canst not follow me now, but thou shalt follow me afterwards. Peter said unto him, Lord, why cannot I, I follow thee now? I will lay down my life for thy sake. And Jesus answered him, saying, Wilt thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, verily, I say to thee, The cock shall crow till thou hast denied me thrice. Let not your hearts be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. And where I am, there ye all uh, may all be also. Excuse me. And whither I go, ye know the way of. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we can uh, know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So here we have <clears throat> Jesus speaking to the disciples. And he, of course, imparts to them there the commandment that we find familiar. That he says, "A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another, as you have loved uh, that I have loved you, that ye also love one another." Loyalty to the Lord, and he talks about the Lord being glorified in Him. Tells them that he is going to be gone after a short time and where he goes that they cannot follow him. But then he talks about this commandment to love one another as I have loved you. He says, by this you shall, know, uh, shall all men know that ye are my disciples if ye have love one to another. We talk about sometimes love being blind. And... I I put a lot of thought to this in in, in a study I see here. Shouldn't our love for the Lord make us blind to the things of this world? I mean, Jesus is, like he said, he said he was the the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If we don't have this love for him and we don't have this 
spiritual discernment that he provides to us in our service to him, then then we're 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 blinded. Spiritual blindness is a a difficult thing. You can't see the truth. You can't uh, perceive or understand the truth. But Jesus is, is speaking very clearly here. Our our love for the Lord should, uh, in fact, uh, blind us to the world. Or at least that's the desire we should have, is that our love would blind us to the, to the things that deceive us or distract us in the world. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 4. It says, And such trust have we through Christ Jesus to, uh, to Godward, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God, who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. But if in the ministration of death written and engraven on in stones was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance, which glory was to be done away, how shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? For if the ministration of condemnation be glory, much more doth the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory. For even that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect, but by reason of the glory that excelleth. For if that which is done away was glorious, much more that which remaineth is glorious. Seeing that when we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech. And not as Moses which put on the veil over his face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. But their minds were blinded, for until this day remaineth the same veil untaken away and the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. But even unto this day, when Moses is read, uh, read, the veil is upon their hearts. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with open face beholding as the glass The glory of the Lord, we are changed into the same image from the glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So, speaking here to the church of Corinth, I think the the most, in my opinion, it's one of the most beautiful things here that he he speaks of. We've we've kind of been going over this in devotionals I've been sending out. Uh, But it really kind of struck me this evening that they couldn't look on the, on on the brightness of Moses' face. Why? He says there, And not as Moses, which put the veil over his face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which was which is abolished. But their minds were blinded, for until the day remaineth the same veil, untaken away with the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away with in Christ. Their understanding was veiled, Moses was able to commune with God. Of course, he had his back turned to him there when he received the teachings, but uh, and what was to be proclaimed to the to the children of Israel. But they couldn't look on him. Why? Because his countenance was so great. 
because uh, Moses had faith to to look on the Lord and to do what was pleasing to him. But here we see that he talk that you know, he goes on to talk about Israel still having the veil upon their hearts when they look at the book of Moses. But only will the veil be taken away if they what. When it shall turn to the Lord, nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. <clears throat> Their blindness will be removed. They'll be able to see the wonderful freedom that they have in Christ. He says, but we all with open face beholding as in the glass, the glory of the Lord, you're changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as the spirit of the Lord. So I ask this question again, what manner of blindness affects us? Are we blinded to the world and to the deceptions that they have that the things that are possessed on us earth will pass away? The conviction of our heart being that that only life is found in Christ. That we would not have the same blindness that can affect us as those, those that were affected being blinded by the law. This is what affects affects those brethren back then. Certainly the same manner of things can affect us now. Just gives us something to consider and, and something to, to ponder. I would encourage you to look at the scripture and, and see that for yourself. And that maybe the, the, the blindness that we'll have is the blindness to the things of this world that we know that they'll that they're going to pass away, that we won't participate in those things or find things that are good in that. I hope that this has been encouraging for you as it has for me. And and uh, again, may we, may we encourage one another and love one another and show the love of the Lord to, to one another and study the scriptures and, and encourage our brethren that are, that are in a moment of weakness or difficulty um, and the same that for for those brethren for us that when in our moments of weakness and the difficulties that we have that we might not be blinded to the goodness of the Lord and to the glory of the Lord that's all I have for you today and I thank you for your time and attention pray that you all have a good week and Lord bless y'all